Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Andrew Washburn. And I'm Jen Swift. And this is the Craft and Culture Podcast. Craft and Culture is a podcast dedicated to helping worship and production members refine their technical and musical craft and develop a thriving creative culture in their church and community. Each of us has a part to play. You and I both build the kingdom with our craft and our culture. What's going on, everybody? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We are back. It's going to be good. We are back. We are better than ever. Oh, better than ever. Sweet. Because I think this is going to be a fun conversation. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be great. This is is near and dear to our heart. We're going to talk today about song choice. And how to choose the right song for your congregation, for Always your team. Always a good challenge. Yep. Yeah. It's it's just like, like, this sounds like a simple conversation, but actually, I think it's pretty complex. Yeah. Definitely. I think if you do it well, you can really lead people really well. If you do it the wrong way, you can really maybe stunt the growth of your yeah, congregation a little that's bit. That's true. I think that, like, honestly, this is the question I get the most from people in general, but specifically worship leaders, they'll ask, how do you choose songs? Like yeah, what songs are you doing? And, but yeah. that one specifically. So I hmm. hope this conversation is helpful to you today. And I'm just going to, I'm going to kick it off with a question to you, Andrew. Oh, okay. Ready? All right. What advice do you have for choosing songs? Like what's the first thing that comes to mind? The first thing that comes to my mind is make sure that you know, your congregation and make sure that you know the context that you're in. Um, and then also like going along with that, knowing your congregation, knowing the vision like that you're under your pastor's vision, like where yeah. are you going? And mm-hmm. yeah, those, those two things, I think put them together and it'll help. That's yeah, that's good. And you weren't in here when I recorded the last podcast, but I <laughs> was talking about empathy, you know, mm. and like really understanding your congregation. I wasn't talking about the senior pastor, but that is true. Like yeah. also needing to understand the vision. It just sets the tone for everything else. And it's really easy to skip over those two things mm-hmm. because there's yep. so much music out there. If you're, if you're a worship leader or you're in music, you like music. So yeah. you probably already have an opinion, but that really needs to be your foundation. Like knowing your congregation, knowing your senior pastor, knowing the Lord and Mm -hmm. like what he's doing in this season. I would say also knowing your team Mm -hmm. like that makes a pretty big, like that really does go into our decisions about what songs we're choosing specifically week to week. Like, Oh, I don't have a keys player, so I'm not going to do this song that has this keys part Mm -hmm. or, you know, I don't have electric player, so I probably can't pull this off or drums or whatever it is. And then knowing what is actually achievable. Yeah. 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 And everybody's got a style. Every team is going to develop their own style. Um, Sometimes if you ever go to other churches, sometimes you can tell if they try a song that's maybe not their normal style, you can kind of feel it. Yeah. So honing in, you know, again, knowing where you're at, we are, you know, being in Napa Valley, we have a certain style that people respond to and we've done things that aren't that style. And it's interesting to see, to see their reaction. So, yeah. It, yeah. All that. And sometimes you venture out. I mean, we'll talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit more. But that there are songs that 
I that other people chose that I was like, that's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. And then it worked. Yeah. So sometimes you gotta venture out. But yeah, honing that in. For sure. I think when it relates to also knowing your congregation and knowing your team, I just want to slip this in because I, I have found this to be helpful as well. Like I said, know what's achievable for your team and and also knowing what's achievable for your church. But it is important, I think, to stretch them just past that. Mm-hmm. So they so always want to be growing and it's going to yeah. be harder to to stretch to something totally, totally way out there different. But you mm-hmm. can you can do like a like let's go one percent yeah definitely different or deeper or whatever i also think it's important for us to remember that and i don't i don't hear this talked about in this way a ton but our goal in choosing songs and our goal in worship and production should be to have the full participation of the church Mm -hmm. and we talked about that in a past podcast like we're trying to create these moments for the presence of God to meet the people of God, you yeah. know, and have these special moments, but also in the culture that we're in it, I think it's easy to set up music and production in a way that people are just watching. Mm-hmm. Yep. But definitely. we want people to participate and engage, yeah. not just be like a spectator too. So the song choice is also important. It's, it might be the most important with that piece. Maybe not. Maybe I'm overstepping that. Because you made a face. I mean, so. <laughs> well, no, I, I think it's really good. And I think what, honestly, what came to mind when you were saying that was a lot of times in the songs that are pretty popular out there right now, if you, as a guy, let's say, try to sing just about any Elevation song, just about any, oh man, especially Planet Shakers mm. uh, song in the original key, if there's a guy leading it and you try to sing it in the original key, nobody's going to be able to participate with you without singing all low, having to go an octave down or whatever. And it it actually, I was told a long time ago when I was a younger worship leader that that is actually really important because you you could actually possibly take people out of the moment by choosing a key that they can't sing. And so now they're like, I can't sing with them. What's happening? What do I do? And so there's just so many layers to it, but you're right. I mean, even the little details of what key you choose could really help with that. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a that's a great point. I think we should talk about that more in a little bit as well. So I think if you're looking, there's a couple ways to look at this. You can look at your worship set, which is multiple songs. Mm-hmm. And then also, I think we can zoom in and look more specifically at types of songs that might yeah. help us in this conversation. So if you're looking at the whole set, the whole canvas, I think there needs to be a blend and it it may vary from church to church, but I think a blend of like simple and complex. Mm-hmm. So you have a song, yeah. some songs in there that are a little more on the simple side. And then you have something that's a little more complex. Maybe you have new or relatively new and something old and familiar. Mm-hmm. So you have that kind of a blend. It's always nice. Yeah. I, very helpful. Also, I think we'll talk about that more, but the placement is huge. Yes. Of where you put a song. Very important. Especially We've, with new songs. Yes. Man. Which so important. That's its own podcast for mm-hmm. sure. But I think I even referenced that. Like, I'd never, I typically don't ever end on a new song because it yeah. kills momentum. But I will mm-hmm. start with a new song a lot because a lot of times people are still warming up in service anyway. Yeah. And it gives them a chance <clears throat> to kind of like 
and like read the words and okay, this is what we're doing today. And then when you get to the familiar song, they're ready. Um, I think having songs with deep theology and telling the story of what Jesus has done for us, talking about the character of God, really thinking about who he is. Those songs are really important. Yeah. And then also songs that are about our humanity and human experience kind of crying out for the God or I need you. Like, yeah, I think we need both. Definitely. When you're looking at a whole set and maybe not every set has all of those things or both of those things, but I think that's really important to it. At the least your catalog of songs that you're singing in your church. Yeah. We need everything because we are very complex beings. Yeah. And we are not just one part. You know, we have we have a mind, we have a spirit, we have a soul, you know, and like there's there's layers to us. And so we need to be able to connect on multiple layers with the Lord. And even even Jesus, yes, he was fully human, which in and of itself, you know, like I just said, or you know, we have layers to who we are that make us completely who we are, but then he was fully God and fully man. I mean, we're made to be complex and have layers. Right. So mm-hmm. we we need all of these things and um, I think, I think the, the, the dynamic of it as well can, you know, if you talk about who God is and how he brings victory and you, in that same set, you can have something saying like, God, I'm desperate for you. That is like taking somebody on a journey. You're right. acknowledging who he is. You're opening up your heart a bit to who he is. And then if you go to a song that's like, man, I'm desperate for that. I need that you might have prepared them for a better moment with the Lord than if you were to just have one aspect. Right. You know, it's yeah, it very just, important. It gives a breadth to the experience yeah. into the relationship with the Lord. And that's, you know, that's why we're talking about all these different things that we need in our song set yeah. and our catalog. Now, I think if we're going to zoom in a little bit more to the type of songs, Andrew and I have talked about this. We, we think there's three types of songs. One is foundational, one is anchoring, and one is maybe more creative. Mm-hmm. So let's look at foundational songs and what that means. You actually, when we were talking about this before, you were talking about, which to no surprise, you quickly went to <laughs> basketball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to relate. I Andrew's find like any the, way that I can in life to talk about basketball. Andrew, this is very <laughs> true. He's like the biggest Warriors fan. So I love it. Yeah. Which, as we are recording this podcast, oh, no. the NBA Finals are starting tonight. We started Warriers are going to get a win. I could care Anyways. less, but I'm happy I'll, for you. I have enough happy. care for the both of us. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> so, yeah, I mean, foundational songs. When we, uh, like Jen said, when we were talking about this before, it did remind me of, I played basketball as well. I wasn't just a Warriors fan. I played basketball <laughs> growing up for a, a long time until about my high school years, all the way from when I was like four or five. And... Um, you know, the main thing that will get you far in sports, in any sport, is knowing the foundation and yeah. being able to do it well and really have an expertise in the foundational things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do know anything about the Warriors, there's a player on there named Draymond Green who no, is not spectacular at anything. He 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 plays really good defense, so maybe he's probably spectacular in that one thing, but when he was coming into the NBA out of college, literally the label that like everybody said about him was 
he does a lot of things great, but nothing spectacular. Mm. And he, but he was so good at the foundation that it allowed him to build to, you know, one year he won the defensive player of the year out of the whole NBA. He's a three-time champion. Uh, hopefully this year about to be a four-year, fourth-time champion. You know, like, that was because he has such a good foundation to build yeah, on. Yeah, he, so. he built it on the foundation. Yeah, and right. I think it's the same thing with our songs. If you can have a core group of songs for your church that just resonate with their heart, that really, that you know, again, that they really participate with, um, you can build and go far, but you have to have that. I mean, yeah, you have to have something. You really do. Like you, you, you're done if you don't. <laughs> it's going to be hard to get to the creative if you don't have foundational. Mm-hmm. Like you'll lose them. Yeah. So that's a great point. I have nothing to contribute on the basketball end of your conversation, <laughs> but on the foundations end of it, even musically, that's true. Yeah, but definitely. Yeah, we need we need songs in your church. Our church needs songs that mm-hmm. are foundational. So what that means is is it singable? That's that helps. Foundational <laughs> songs are, are sing. I mean, there's a lot of worship songs coming out right now, and they're mm-hmm. not all easy for people. A little bit to hard, sing. yeah. Now, and and you have to think about this as a worship leader or as a musician. It's probably anything is singable for you. Not, I True. don't know that everything is singable for me, but most things are. But you yeah. have to because we're thinking about our congregation, like we talked earlier. <laughs> is it singable for them? Like, are they really going to catch on to it? Yeah. Foundational songs are usually simple and repetitive. Um, you talked earlier about things being in the right key. Like that's important mm-hmm. in the foundations of things. Um, and then I think being able to just really ask that question when you're, especially when you're pulling in a new song, but as you're built, pulling together your foundational songs, will they really sing this? Mm-hmm. Like, Will they really sing this song? Is it a stretch for them to sing this song? Because you're going to stretch them probably more on the creative ends. Yes, definitely. But this might not be the place where you want to stretch them too much. You want to meet them where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, were you going to say something? I was just going to say also, like, yes, is it going to stretch them? Is it going to be something that, you know, at the beginning we talked about matching the vision and everything. Is this even, like, who we are? Mm-hmm. You know, Churches have different focuses on what, you know, what we focus on or we have different core values sometimes. And it's just like, does this even match who we are? Because you'd be surprised at how confusing that could be for people, especially if they're newer. Totally. You say one thing, but you're seeing something a little bit different. Like, who yeah. are these people? So, That's true. That's a good point. I also yeah. think in foundational, it's important to identify like what's really going to work. You mm-hmm. know I mean? And what I mean by that is, and like you're saying the identity yeah. piece, like, there's a lot of songs right now that are personal testimony songs that yes. if I were to sing them, they're not going to work because they're not my testimony and they might not be applicable yeah. to my church either. Or you have to pull out a whole verse because it's so specific. Yeah. yeah. yeah or, sure. you know, there's some songs that really lend more to personal worship than mm-hmm. to corporate. And mm-hmm. your foundational songs are probably going to be more on the corporate like we're doing yeah. this together, which again, we yeah. talked about that full participation. So, and then relatable, is it relatable to the congregation and what they need to sing? Like, and back to that conversation about being a shepherd and an artist, like, you know, what season they're in. And so you, but you also know where they need to go. Mm-hmm. So you're helping them with what they need to sing. Yeah. And then foundational, when it comes to foundational songs, I think, you need a variety in terms of style, tempo. You need a variety. Please have a variety in tempo. 
Yeah, not all slow, not all fat. Like you need some in between. So yeah, you need yeah. all of it. And you need a variety in language. So not every sometimes because a lot of the songwriters that yeah, are out there, they say good. they write together, so they end up writing the same thing yeah, sometimes. years. Yeah. Yeah. You you'll notice that now that I said that. If you haven't noticed it, you'll notice <laughs> it now. But you need a variety in language because your congregation even though we're together, we're also in different places and different seasons. And and so you just need that catalog yeah. of foundational songs. So what are some examples of some foundational songs? Well, I think for us, like lately, one that's been pretty foundational um, has been like House of Miracles. Yeah. It's matched the season that's that true. we're in. Really believing for God to do some big things in our church. And we've, uh, you know, the staff and I think even our congregation has had this feeling of coming into something new. And so we're believing for big things. So that's really matched. We did a while back. We haven't done it as much lately, but goodness of God was one that we just stood on a yeah, lot as a church. Still, and, still. It's been um, years with that one. Yeah. I mean, gratitude is gratitude. one as well. Some of these have some similar people that write them, you know, but um, yeah, there's some guys out there that have just been killing it and they're writing like, Brandon Lake's riding with everybody, so what odds a, are you have a song that, that he's written. What a beautiful name. Yeah. When you walk into the room for us right now, Graves in the Gardens. No Longer yeah. Slaves mm-hmm. is a, also a really good one. Yeah. Because it's been around for a bit. It still lands. Yeah, it kind of came and left a little bit. We didn't do it for a while, and now it's coming back. Yeah, and, you know, you can keep foundational songs fresh by playing them a different way. Like, foundational yes, songs definitely. are meant to yes. not be played one time. They're meant to be played several times in a year at least mm-hmm. but also like goodness of god is a good example we've played that for years what a yeah. beautiful name we still bring in every now and then yep no longer slaves has been around for a while and so you can keep them fresh by not playing them the same way in terms of like order like maybe you sing the verse several times or you don't even go to the bridge or yeah whatever you can keep it fresh by instrumentation like mm-hmm. You don't do drums on that song like yeah, that, that you normally would, or yeah. you bring in drum pad, or whatever, or or by bringing in another song with it. So this mm-hmm. last week we did "No Longer Slaves," but on the instrumental we sang "Surrounded." This mm-hmm. is how I fight my battles. We so we were able yeah, to kind cool. of tag that in. So foundational songs really important launching pad, and then they're they're there for you, and you can also. Find some ways to still be creative with them. Mm-hmm. But they're going to just set up. They're going to set you up so much. And then as we move on to anchoring songs, anchoring songs are familiar mm-hmm. to foundational songs in the sense that they're all those things we just talked about. But I think that they they not only mark a season, but there's true longevity to them. Yeah. And the reason why we bring up these kinds of songs is because there's so much music coming out. Oh, yeah. So much All worship music place. coming out. <laughs> and you can go from one church to the next church and they don't sing a single song the same. Mm-hmm. And that is very new for us in terms of the church world and worship because forever people were just singing hymns. Yeah. Then it was like there was only a few, but now there's there's tons. So, and it's important for us, I think, my strong recommendation is to play whatever song is really going off. Mm-hmm. 
but also with the thought in mind, is this song going to last 20 years? So when, I will play What a Beautiful Name and Goodness of God because I think in 20 years, there's still going to be yeah. some sense of even, even nostalgia or like some sense of weight and remembrance of like this time that we're in. Yeah. The, some examples of that now I think of are like, we did better as one day on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We, we tagged <laughs> that one in. We did do that. That was fun. Um, <laughs> I could sing of your love forever. Yeah. Uh, you know, hymns, oceans. Oceans has become that's kind of become one of those. Of you could bring that up at any point, and it's going to impact people. Doesn't have to be a regular. Yeah, so it's important to choose. I think the songs in this cultural moment or this season of time that we think will last twenty years, but also mm-hmm. to bring some back. Like I'm bringing in better as one day on purpose. I'm bringing in I Can Sing of Your Love Forever every now and then on purpose Mm -hmm. so that there's some things because the global church needs some anchoring points. Yeah. So it's kind of a different, it's kind of a different thought for us, but you think about that? Not, not really. I think, I think that's good. And and you, you touched on something a minute ago when you were talking about some songs, even if you just hit this like nostalgia, I know there's some songs that I can hear and maybe I haven't heard it for a long time. And it just takes me to these moments that I've had with the Lord. And that in and of itself like spurs me on. Yeah. And like, oh, I remember when he did that. That changed my life in this way. Yeah, he's good. You know, and it, it kind of gets me to the same place. But it's something that I haven't heard for 10 years maybe or whatever. Right. And so right. it, I think there's definitely an element of that within our songs. that, And, and then also our congregations are mixed. So you might yes. be singing something that was foundational to a previous generation, right? That is going to rock their world because that's point. you yeah. know that's what they were in love with. So yeah, yeah. very very good point. Thinking about multi generational. Yeah. So we have foundational songs, we have anchoring songs, and then we have the fun ones. The fun ones, <laughs> <laughs> the creative songs. They're all fun. So what what are some? Let's just go right into the examples. What are some examples of that? <laughs> My mind right now automatically goes to anything from Ben Hastings. Okay. So, yeah, Hillsong I was United. thinking that too. Uh, I mean, So Will I, Highlands. Yeah. A little more wordy, but man, beautiful stories and pictures. And he actually, they, they actually came out with a new album Hillsong United did not too long ago. I'm trying to pull it up real quick. It's called Are We There Yet? And they have some of the most beautiful songs I've heard in a while. Yeah. That, oh my goodness, just a beautiful picture. One of them is even about Easter and amazing, but so creative, more yeah. wordy and everything. So they definitely so fit this So is definitely at the top of my list on that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's not, it. nothing about that song is repetitive, except yeah. a couple of lines. But it every line you're singing is different. So it's not repetitive. It's not simple. It's very complex. It's just the words, so will I, that are repetitive <laughs> yeah, really. Much. Yeah, I think of the artist that I think of right now is Chris Renzma. Mm-hmm. Like he has a very unique style. It's probably difficult to sing his songs in church in terms of like in a singable way, but as specials, it's really helpful. We did one of his songs yeah. for um, mm-hmm. Easter, How to Be Yours. I think of Wouldn't It Be Like You by Brian and Katie Torwall. That's come out pretty, you know, because it's got different language mm-hmm. um, and it, it's a different realm of thought that I think is helpful. We We just did Honey in the Rock by Brooke. That's a creative one. I love that song. We've so catchy. Actually, taken that song and made it 
uh, foundational because we mm-hmm. don't sing all the words. Yeah, we trim out. I think there's three different wordings that you can use for the choruses, if I remember uh-huh. right. Um, and we just stuck to one. And and like I think that was only like the second time we had done it, maybe third time. So still pretty new. And we just decided to simplify. Same chorus every time, and we repeat it way more than yeah. Yeah, so simplify. It, and it worked. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. Is it really went off? Yeah, for a church. It was great. But on its own and how it's written, it is definitely a cre- more creative song and a more creative way to tell the story. Yeah. Um. I think of Crowder. Crowder has a lot of songs. We've done You're a couple a creative of guy. them. Yeah. Creative beard. I love <laughs> I love Vista. Um and yeah. Mark Barlow specifically in that crew. We've done a couple of his songs. Yep. But I think what's important about creative songs is they keep things fresh. Definitely. They tell the story in a different way. It keeps like uses different language, which expands our experience, like even in conversations with people, if you, I don't know if you've had this where you're like, oh man, the way that you just said that mm-hmm. helped me understand my experience. And yeah. that happens with music and songs all a, the time. A lot. And although we aren't able to repeat these songs a ton, which is very hard to the artist side of me that really loves the songs. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, we talked about artists here not too long ago. Um, it is, I think it's true that these songs might have the deepest impact in a, in a moment when it's set up well to the human experience. And it's important, like for us to, you know, some of these songs hit more on the humanity side. Like it makes us more aware of our humanity and some of it, like, so well, is a good example. It expands that, Oh, this is the theology. This is the, this is who God is. This is what he does. And mm-hmm. we need to be, and your congregation and my congregation needs to be opened up more to who they are and opened up more to who God is. So these creative songs are so helpful for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think two, think, two things come to mind for me. One is going back to knowing your congregation. Not every creative song is going to work. So That's true. So That's a good point. Think about it. Pray about it. And then the other thing I would say, number two, is please, please, please. I've watched people not do this, and it, it hurts me a little bit on the inside. But please set it up well for your people. Like, place it in the proper spot in your service. Yeah. Have a Stand have alone. a reason for it being there. You know, um, I've seen people just do this really creative song, They'll and it's like the first time they've ever done it, and they just throw it in their worship set, and there doesn't seem to be any connectivity. And— I've seen them like lose the momentum they had in the room and it hurts to watch that, you know? And you can help it visually. You can Mm -hmm. make them stand like more often than not, they work as standalones as in they're not connected to any other song on the set and, or as openers Mm -hmm. to your service again, because your congregation is still warming up, but that's a really good point. Yeah. And I think they could move into sometimes depending on the song, it could move into being more foundational depending on how it resonates and how you've set it up and the moments that you've had with it. But odds are it's one that you'll only do every once in a while. And for us, we really try to set them up in a way where like it'll be before or after the sermon maybe, or there's a moment we're creating in a service and this song just like paints the picture and drives it home. And that's really worked for us. I think that's been really helpful. Yeah. So hopefully this conversation about song choice has been helpful. Lots to really sit and think through here. But 
having a good blend of foundational and creative anchoring, simple, complex, new, old, all this. And, and really it's going to depend on your, your, where you are knowing your congregation and finding the right blend. So thanks so much for joining us on this episode today. And we'll catch you next time. Have a great day, guys. Go Warriors. Oh, geez.